Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nothing Back podcast. So it's definitely been a minute since I posted, but I have like two or three people that reached out about it. So I figured I would go ahead and record again. So I have Eva with me today. Um, the same. Yeah. What was that? She bet. <laughs> yeah. So Eva was on here for um, the birth control episode. And then we'd also talked about um, like nutrition. Yeah. yeah. So she's in school for nutrition. So she's super knowledgeable. So I thought it'd be awesome to bring her on here to talk about gut health. Um, we also have both dealt with a lot of gut issues and we still are dealing with it. So yeah, we're going to just kind of run through everything, kind of how the gut and the brain is connected why gut health is important. And this is something that I definitely want to spread the word about because I know for myself, like I didn't even know that gut health was a thing until I started working with people. Um, and I was like, okay, this person is clearly have a lot of like inflammation. They can't lose weight. Like their macros are on point. They're following the plan. So what's going on? So, um, yeah, this is definitely really important to have some type of knowledge in just so that, you know, like to look out for certain signs and then you can go ahead and kind of like test and fix yourself accordingly. Um, so with that being said, I kind of just want to talk about the gut brain connection. Um, so Eva, I'll let you start with that. Yeah. So basically the gut and the brain are made of the same tissue when you're being formed in utero, um, you're basically your yeah your gut and your brain are made of the same tissue and as you grow they separate so they're super connected throughout your entire life and there's constant back and forth communication between your gut and your brain so and that's that's mediated by the vagus nerve but you have 5 million neurons in your gut alone so that's constantly back and forth between your brain so no matter what you eat it's gonna affect your brain. It's gonna cause brain fog if you're eating a poor standard American diet, um, an inflammatory diet. So um, that's basically the gut brain connection is like, and it also, it, it causes like hormone dysregulation if you're eating that standard American diet. So a lot of things stem from your gut. Yeah, the main things that we're gonna focus on today are basically like, you know, how to boost immunity how to also enhance focus and how to lower inflammation just through making dietary changes. Um, so with that being said, we're just going to go over some actionable steps that you can start taking to start improving your gut health. So actually, before I even get into the basics here, because I'll let Eva take the hard stuff, but um, before we get into the basics, um, I just kind of want to go over some like common symptoms that you would see if you are having some digestive issues. So the first thing that I really see a lot of my clients is obviously going to be bloating and gas. Um, also I have people with, um, constipation and diarrhea and like, sometimes they'll swap in between the two, um, you know, acne, hormonal issues can often be like caused from gut issues. Um, and so it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg there. So you kind of have to figure that out through testing. And then also, you know, like brittle nails, um, you can even have things like bad breath, um, headaches, headaches, definitely brain fog. Yep. Um, also if you get blood work back and you have like high inflammation, like high inflammatory markers that can also be a sign that something's going on. Um, so if you have any of those issues, this is going to be a really great podcast for you. So now to get into the basics. So these are things that I first will try with clients before, um, you know, I kind of say like, Hey, maybe you should get some testing. So to go over the basics, the first thing is to make sure that you're chewing your food into a paste. Um, I feel like sometimes people think that you just digest food in your stomach, but 
the first process of actually like breaking down that food is going to be just chewing your food. So you want to make sure that you're chewing your food into a paste. Um, this is something that I used to struggle with because oftentimes like I just like am not really appetized by meat, which is part of the gut issues I'm having. But I would just like be like, okay, I'm just going to swallow this whole thing whole and just get it over with. So that's actually something that you don't want to do. So you want to make sure that you're chewing. I think it's like, what is it like 20 bites? Yeah, because like yeah. Yeah. when the food's in your mouth, it, it, carbohydrate uh, digestion begins in your mouth. So uh, that's basically why you want to take your time with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that you're chewing your food into a paste before you're swallowing. Um, and then also, which kind of goes hand in hand with that, is like make sure that you're not rushing. Um, so another thing that I used to do, too, is like I would just eat my food straight out of the pan while I'm like like cleaning my kitchen or something, but you want to make sure that you're sitting down and you're actually present with your food because that's going to actually trigger the whole digestive process. Like, you know, releasing those digestive enzymes and like when you start salivating, when you smell the food and all of that. Um, and yeah, you just want to make sure that you're mindful. And then something else to keep in mind too, is we have our fight or flight mode and we also have our rest or digest mode. So clearly we need to be resting in order to digest. So if you're super stressed out, um, you know, this is actually something that, um, some people with like eating disorders have struggled with because they have such anxiety around food that they can't really calm down and like actually relax and enjoy a meal. Um, so if you do find that it's hard for you to relax, like you can practice things like breathing exercises before, um, you can also just, like I said, be mindful around your meal, um, and eat foods that you really enjoy. Um, so I would say that those are like the basics. Um, but now we'll get into more of like the nitty gritty and the science behind everything. Yeah. So basically what you'll want to do for your gut health is broad spectrum you want to eat mostly whole foods um the variety in your diet so that you because everything you eat is giving your body information so it's pretty much leaving behind its stamp in your uh, gut so you can have good stamps or bad stamps <laughs> so that's good bacteria bad bacteria and they kind of fight each other off so the more good bacteria you present to your gut the better off you're going to be and that's your immune system um, through lowering inflammation which brings us into the first actionable step that I wanted to bring up was omega-3s. So when your omega-3 and omega-6 balance is off, you're going to have inflammation. So most people in standard America have high omega-6 intake. So that's you're going to get that a lot from um, processed foods. We do need a certain amount of omega-6s, but the issue is that ratio. So people don't get as many omega-3s because they're in healthier foods. So you're going to get them in um, salmon, some nuts and seeds, and a lot of people don't really eat those, you know, but you're going to get plenty of omega-6 from McDonald's or going out to eat and things like that. So that's the first actionable step. You want to reduce inflammation through omega-3s. They're awesome. They're good for brain health. Um, just a lot of benefits from omega-3s. And you could do this by eating more salmon, nuts and seeds, things like that. Or you could also take a supplement. So I think the one that we take, I think you take the same one, Nordic Naturals. Yeah, Ultimate Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Nordic Naturals, Ultimate Omega. That's a really good high quality one that I would suggest. And then the second one is limiting gluten. So no matter who you are, gluten is going to cause micro tears in your gut. Okay, so it's not just people with celiac disease. It's not just people with a gluten intolerance, although those people have to be very careful. Um, but it causes inflammation in everyone. So the only time that I will eat, like, I mean, obviously I'll go out and like, I'll eat whatever sometimes, but 
if I'm just buying groceries at home, the only thing that I'll buy with gluten in it is sourdough bread. And I usually get it from the local bakery, but that's because it's fermented and has other gut benefits. So it's adding more probiotics to your gut. So, and it doesn't have the same effect as gluten because it is fermented. So it's like, it's different. Yeah. And I will say too, like, um, if you guys have been following on my story, um, or on my page, I have like a whole highlight for gut health. Um, but I actually found out I was intolerant to gluten. And that's mm. something that I saw that really improved was my brain fog. So I was having a lot of brain fog. I thought it was cause I smoked a lot of weed, but it was because <laughs> I was having a lot of gluten. Um, another thing too, I don't know, actually, I've never even mentioned this to you, Eva, but I would get like dots on my arms. Mm. I forget exactly what that's called. Like, chicken like, skin? like yeah, chicken something skin? like that. Yeah. But, um, and then that has also improved from taking out gluten. And like, I literally would never have known that gluten was an issue yeah. um, until I did take a stool test. So that's just something interesting for you guys yeah. to know, because like I said, like, you know, you don't have to have celiac disease, which I knew I didn't have, but yeah, I, I would have never known yeah. that I couldn't have. That gluten. reminds me of when I was younger, I went, I was like young. I went to my primary care just for a regular checkup. And I had that chicken skin stuff on my arm. And I was like, what can I do for this? And she was like, lotion. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's what they told me too. Or like when I had eczema, actually, that's another thing too. Eczema is closely tied with gut health. And so they told me to just take a steroid cream and nothing worked until I actually like started healing my gut. Yeah. If you have skin issues as a whole, check your gut because your skin is like a mirror image of what's going on inside. So if you do have acne, it might be a hormonal issue. It might be a gut issue. You might have an overgrowth of something, you know, everybody's different. So the reason why you might have these different things could be different from the next person, but you do want to figure it out because that that's like your telltale sign. Something is going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So back to the um, gluten and the micro tears in your gut. So basically when you have those micro tears, what's going to happen is the food that you ingest, because it doesn't take two hours to heal. It takes time to heal. It's like a wound. It takes time. So um, everything, all the food that you're ingesting, some particles are escaping your gut that shouldn't be. So that's where you might have an intolerance pop up to something that you never had before. And it's like, where did this come from? Well, check your gut because you might have leaky gut. So that's basically what that term comes from is when your gut lining is not perfectly intact. Um, You have little toxins and ions and things like that escaping that shouldn't be. So limiting gluten can definitely help with that, whether or not you know that you are intolerant or allergic or whatever it is. And the next thing, next actionable step is cruciferous vegetables. So this is mainly for inflammation. Um, They do ferment in your gut. So that can be a problem if you have IBS. So if you have IBS, I would steer clear from um, from the cruciferous vegetable family for a little bit at least. You don't want to steer clear forever because they do have really good benefits. So If you get that cleared up, come back to it. So that's cruciferous vegetables. That's broccoli, cauliflower. Um, You have kale. You have basically like dark leafy greens. And then you have um, asparagus. So yeah, those are some of those in that family that are really good for inflammation. And that in turn is going to help you lower your, like if you have brain fog, that's going to help reduce that and boost your immune system. So broccoli sprouts, are powerful broccoli sprouts are like i can't even yeah they just like, <laughs> she's like so excited <laughs> i'm so excited about my broccoli sprouts yeah so the sulforaphane is a is a um a compound in cruciferous vegetables especially broccoli and then but broccoli sprouts have like i don't even know the times number 
but they have a lot more, like multiple times the amount that normal broccoli does. So adding broccoli sprouts to a smoothie, to a salad, they're really good with like some tahini or whatever, maybe some, um, I, yeah, maybe <laughs> some tomatoes or something. I don't know. <laughs> like hummus? I yeah. don't know. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on what brand. Yeah. So basically getting in some of those vegetables, try focus on getting them in maybe every day, like two cups a day of those vegetables. I think you're going to see a difference. And lastly, we have fiber. So everybody talks about fiber. We know about fiber. It's good for your stool. You know, it moves things along, keeps you from having diarrhea, keeps you from having constipation. But um, something that is not commonly known about fiber is that gut, good gut bacteria ferments fiber in the colon and produces short chain fatty acids. So when those short chain fatty acids reach your brain, they decrease um, inflammation, they, they protect you from neurological decline, and they can improve focus. So um, that's pretty much the last thing I wanted to say about the actionable steps. You also, like I said um, before, you're going to want to get fermented foods in. You can do fermented yogurt. Just make If it's going to be cow's milk, just make sure it's organic, um, no added sugars, things like that. You can always add in honey yourself, but the processed sugar that they throw in there and like processed flavors and natural flavors and all those things, not going to be good for your gut health. So, and then there's also kimchi and sauerkraut. And these things are just adding good bacteria to help with that fight, you know, between the good and the bad bacteria. Yeah. And I would say one more thing too, like, let's say you try all these things and you still have like the symptoms that we were talking about. That's when you would want to go to a practitioner yeah. um, or someone that can help you order like some type of stool test. Um, I don't know about you, but I know like the Holy Grail in terms of like the people that I get mentored by is like the GI map. Yes. Is that the same for you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you would want to talk to mostly like a holistic, um, yeah, your doctor, your regular doctor, unless they're great, is probably not going to listen to you. Um, they're not really interested in that from our experience. So, but yeah, and you do, I mean, you don't want to be eating pizza every night and then be like, I don't know what's the problem. Yeah. So, you know, after you've made a real effort, um, and you've tried all these things and you've cleaned up your diet for a few weeks and you haven't noticed your symptoms getting better, that's definitely when I would seek out like a um, nutritionist or naturopath or something like that for real testing. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So I think we covered a lot of great things. So um, yeah, I guess we'll just leave it at that. If you guys want us to do a part two on gut health, let us know. Cause there's like so many things so that we could more. talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you did like the podcast, make sure to let us know, make sure to leave a review. When I do get 50 reviews, I will be giving away a free month of coaching with me. Um, I know I've been pausing on the episodes, but hopefully at least once a month, I'll be getting another episode out. Um, but the more reviews you leave, the happier I'll be, the more I'll be motivated to do this. Um, so that being said, I will talk to you guys later. Um, I'm just going to shamelessly plug my Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, Eva. Okay. Go ahead. That was so She bad. promised me. Yeah, that was really bad. It's okay. Like no, follow Eva. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Eva, it's Vaz. Voss, V-A-S underscore nutrition. Okay. At Voss Nutrition. She's tired. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> and this is the first podcast in a long time. But no, but seriously, follow Eva if you do want more advice on this. Because I post mostly like, um, you know, macros, training, a little bit of gut and hormonal stuff. But Eva's definitely the person to follow. Um, so, okay. Now that is it. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you and goodbye. episode make sure to leave a review and share to social media and if you are interested in hiring me as your coach head to www.holdnothingback.net to apply